This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, this is Bernie Mason, RMA's regulatory liaison. In a speech delivered to the Western Independent Bankers Directors Conference held on November 17, 2017, FDIC Vice Chairman Thomas Hunnig discussed his concern regarding the U.S. trend in bank consolidation, its effects on the economy, and the impact of current regulations affecting this trend. He began by observing that for most of the 19th century and well into the 20th century, U.S. banking was highly decentralized and very competitive, and the economy remained dynamic even in the face of periods of significant bank failures and losses. However, he noted that recent decades have seen the U.S. banking industry become increasingly concentrated. Mr. Honig said the causes of the trend toward consolidation are many, with some being natural changes in market conditions. Others, he claims, are the result of an uneven playing field often facilitated by government actions. Among the natural changes, he lists technological advancements, reducing transaction costs, and encouraging scale of operations. However, he believes these factors don't fully explain the dramatic increase in the size and power of today's largest financial firms. As an example, he pointed to data reflecting the economies of scale for banks run their course long before banks reach $100 billion in assets. Vice Chairman Honig listed factors such as the subsidy of too big and too complex to fail that gives disproportionate funding and capital advantages to the largest, most systemically important banks, abnormally long periods of low interest rates, and antitrust tools developed in an earlier period for a different market and different structure. He said that today, regional commercial banks, even more so than smaller community banks, are in danger of disappearing as the advantages of size and complexity encourage consolidation, narrow competition, and may serve businesses and consumers poorly. Mr. Honig said the presumption exists that the largest U.S. banking firms can't be allowed to fail. He said the financial footprints of these largest firms are so expansive that it's unlikely government officials would allow for insolvency or a run on liabilities. He said the gross amount of assets under their corporate organization is multiples of U.S. GDP and could not safely be made subject to the bankruptcy process. He noted that the market understands this and prices its effects accordingly. Mr. Honig said the methods to evaluate the effects of mergers and consolidations on competition remain rooted in a different time. Currently, bank mergers are judged on a local market basis and around control of demand deposits. He said limited analysis exists about the effects of consolidation on lending in local markets or the effects of resource concentration on market structure and pricing behavior more broadly. As such, there has been limited restraint on bank consolidations over the past two decades. 
He said research suggests that increased concentration in developed economies is associated with slower growth rates in GDP. Vice Chairman Honig observed that two different groups of banks currently operate in the U.S., commercial banks and universal banks. He said universal banks engage in commercial banking as well as a significant amount of trading through their investment banking, broker-dealer, fiduciary, and global custody operations. Commercial banks, even the largest among them, generally confine their activities to the commercial banking business model and have dramatically smaller financial footprints. Mr. Honig said that many of the Dodd-Frank regulations and enhanced prudential standards were rightly established to constrain the impact of universal banking on the public safety net. However, because the remainder of the industry with its simpler commercial bank business model is less of a systemic threat, he said the differences between universal and commercial banks are real and shouldn't be ignored when calibrating an appropriate regulatory regime. He believes these differences call for an approach that focuses on the business model, not size, thereby eliminating the need to rely on arbitrary asset size thresholds that become obsolete almost from the time they are established. He suggests that regulatory relief should be extended to community and regional banks that are principally engaged in traditional commercial banking business while universal banks remain subject to enhanced prudential standards. He believes this can be done effectively by using criteria that measures a bank's engagement in activities outside the commercial bank business model, such as the degree to which a bank engages in trading and the level of tangible capital it relies on to fund its balance sheet. Vice Chairman Honig's complete remarks, including charts and other reference data used in this speech, can be found on the FDIC's website. Thank you very much for listening.